Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And how are you doing tonight, Scott? It's been uh, Same a tumultuous few weeks. Same as always. I'm in my house. Yep. Uh, we're, we're probably going to be there for a while. I can't <laughs> have a Wave 2 if I, never, if I never left Wave 1, I guess, right? right? What was that? There can't be a wave two for me if I never left wave one. I guess right. I I, I guess by some some <laughs> level it's the best kind of right, technically right, right. That, that's, how I, that's how I that's how I see it. Like <laughs> I never really. I'm going out to my first um, outdoor dining tomorrow. Ooh. Um. Uh, so that should be fun. So you're going to be in one of those weird plastic boxes that I've been seeing pictures of. No, I, I think it's just. You have to sit outside and it's like six feet apart or whatever. So I think it's not that big of a deal. Gotcha. I, I gotcha. Awesome. We'll see. Yeah. Whoop. I accidentally clicked on something and broke my own. Uh... There we go. I broke my own camera because I meant to minimize OBS because I was checking sound levels and then hit the minimize Discord button by accident. But gotcha. anyway, we're going to dive into our topics for this evening and it has in the world of transformers been a very eventful 24 hours i guess uh, and that's sure. because we did get our first rules roundup first faq for well titan masters attack and it kind of caused an uproar at least up to the point of this recording i'm sure it's going to get clarified five minutes into this but i haven't seen the promised follow-up that Drew had mentioned on Facebook. Have you, Scott? No, but I don't really look for these things. So, so it, <laughs> it usually, like, if it comes up, somebody will spot it and then either throw it in Discord or yeah. you know make a big topic out of it. But yeah. and since that hasn't happened, I'm going to assume that it hasn't come out yet. But long story short, for people who don't have any idea what I'm talking about, and by the time you're listening to this, if you're not doing it live, you probably already know. Uh, there's appeared at least initially to be a slight timing change when it comes to simultaneous triggers based on the verbiage that was initially presented in the rules document. However, the follow-up that I was alluding to, Drew had made a post in response to one of the, the many comments asking about clarification, and I'm going to go into exactly what it is in a minute, stating that there, as in... <laughs> that person's triggers should be appended to the statement. Uh, and that may sound a little weird, may sound kind of esoteric, but it boils down to this. Around EI, and I think it was just before was when the expanded rules document came out, if I'm remembering uh, correctly. Just, be just before, I think. Yeah. So right before EI, there was the expanded 2.0 rules document that explained timing and triggers and how exactly combat breaks down and all this fun stuff, the expanded rules as, you know, the name would, it, would assert. And the idea is that 
the way it was described in that document is if you have simultaneous triggers, you know, I'm attacking one of Scott's bots. We have two things that go off because he has a when defends and I have a when attacks. Mine would resolve, then his would resolve. And this is true outside of combat as well. It, it matters for, you know, obviously DE versus Caliburst, DE versus a number of things, to be perfectly honest, and, you know, some a myriad of other things. The difference here is that as written yesterday's, or at the time of this recording, yesterday's document stated that the active player, so the attacking player, gets to order every trigger regardless of origin. And that changes a lot of things, yes, in the daring escape examples. But as you can see rotating over there on screen, Quake was kind of the the poster child for this change. And Dan, uh, you know, you may have heard of Dan, you know, the world champion. He <laughs> tried to highlight this on stream, on the Vector Sigma YouTube stream recently, as recent as last night. And... Yeah, you could do some kind of unfair things where you can control when your opponent's Titan Master head actually hits play. Point being is that their head could be in play for a Quake trigger to hit it, therefore killing it, and activating more Quake triggers. As opposed to the previous rules document, which all signs are pointing to, it's going to revert to that, or I guess never change from it, that the head seemingly is going to be invulnerable when thinking of these quake triggers or, or things along those lines, because all of your stuff goes off, then their trigger for the head to pop off, because they did confirm in the document that the head deployment is a trigger. You should dodge everything is the bottom line. Assuming we go back to the way it was around EI, which again, so I'm inferring that that's the case. But you were playing it that way anyway, right? Yes, when we were testing or on stream a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, I was playing yeah. Stefan. That was the way we were assuming that it worked because until they confirmed it, we didn't know. It looked like a, a triggered effect for the head deployment, but there was the chance that, you know, they come out and say, well, Titan Masters have their own rule set. They're state-based or something, which I don't think that phrase has actually come up in this game. To my knowledge, uh, like, there's say, a lot of phrases that happen. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, like the um, you know checking for lethal damage, the sky shadow ruling with mm -hmm. respect to if you KO both parts and that's the last guy in play, you do not get the head mm -hmm. because it's not technically a Titan Master yet. Um, I think I'd lump those into state based uh, effects as opposed to. Like the the game checking for a bunch of guys died, or the game checking for when the sequence of certain things happen. Um, but since they specifically called it out as a trigger, all that goes out the window. So for those that don't really understand, like what is the big deal one way or the other? Well, in this particular case, like I said, Quake was the poster child. So in Quake's case, now you are if. If it was that the Quake player was allowed to sequence all the triggers, mm -hmm. you'd be at a or you'd be hugely vulnerable by sporting a one health head into a Quake team. Because they could then kill the body, the head pops off, they order the triggers so that the head comes out and then the Quake trigger goes off, and then you initiate another round of Quake triggers. 
compared to today, all the triggers are going to resolve, and then your opponent's Titan Master head will pop off, barring, I guess, some other weird shenanigans. So the, the one health head will live for a turn, I guess. So, so is there no way then with your own heads to allow them to also be KO'd as part of your own? No, because those you will control. So your own simultaneous... Okay. And that was true before. So your own okay. simultaneous triggers, you can stack for <laughs> all the magic right. players out there. You can reorder them as you choose. Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned earlier, there are some... I guess it, it gets much more complicated and we waste a lot of time talking about Daring Escape as far as what, how this impacts it because you could bury opposing negative triggers if you got to reorder them all at the, whenever you felt like. So, like, you could play a draw card, mm -hmm. say, Equipment Enthusiast, and then go, well, I'm going to put all of your stuff below everything, right? all my other things, and then keep going. Uh, I'd have to spend a little more time engineering the, the scenario to, to illuminate that. That's why Quake is, ironically, despite how much of a headache he causes, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's, I think, much more or much easier to grok as to how the, the impact goes. But your own heads will still count, so therefore, like, as long as you build your deck correctly, it's not, like, shelving him at all. Just... Oh, absolutely, yeah. I still think Quake is definitely a player. He's he's done some things for us so far, and I think it's going to be interesting going forward. Um, because the, you can do some really mean things. I Like, playing against Stefan, I was... You would think you get locked out by Hollow Matter Projector, and it's just like, no, I'll wipe out the rest of your team and then leave you with just one guy uh, via all of the additional effects. But <clears throat> he doesn't quite get to go to the next level with this particular ruling because it works the way they said it a few months ago. Or okay, it would seem that way. Okay. Uh, so aside from that, which I rambled on for a while about, I mentioned the Sky Shadow ruling about the you know the two parts being KO'd at the same time if they're the only if character. If, if it's the only character on the field. Yes. Sure. Was there anything else that stood out to you, Scott? That was was notable about this one. A lot of it seemed kind of perfunctory. It, it was just this is what it is. We knew what it was going to be in a lot of cases. Well, a lot of them. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the issue. Is I think a lot of it was clarifications of things that we thought were already possible, like the um, blasters. Yeah, like the they didn't even. That, that, that was the point of this, is that I think, how do I say this? Like, some of the rulings to me were so obvious that I can't believe people were arguing the opposite way. Yeah. And so they didn't, even, they didn't even have to come out and actually answer those questions in the direct manner because it's like, well, no, you, you have, like, you are never just trait A. Like, you always have, I mean, assuming that you're a normal character that actually has a full set of traits, not every character has them. Like, right, right. You automatically have like your faction trait, your combat tribe trait, your alt mode trait, etc. Like a lot of times, you already have all that stuff, and like you're never just one thing as it is. Right, and I so, agree like with you. just clarification on that kind of stuff. Really, I think it's good in general to put. I I feel like we've had this conversation before, but maybe it's just deja vu. Like with a previous set, I mean, with a previous yeah. FAQ, and I think it's good to codify these things, especially. Given the population of the game, for a lot of people, it's baby's first card game. So it mm. is, I think in retrospect, yeah, you and I have played a lot of games. I could picture a past me getting hung up on it, I guess. <laughs> it, but it, it's been so long that 
it, it was immediate to me that, oh, yeah, well, that's how it works. So it, I have to take a step back and say, okay, well, if I had no idea how the verbiage in card games typically works, would I have figured that out? Well, I think I think what this game tries to do, and then Druid said this in an interview as well, is they try to use one basic ruling to, therefore, you can infer what happens in more advanced ones. Yes. So, like, the example here was you can use turbo boosters on, and they didn't say this, but, like, you can use turbo boosters on, um, what's her name? Novastar. She has the car and truck traits, even though turbo boosters specifically says put on, put on cars only. It's yes. literally the same exact wording as the blasters. Right. So, like, no one seemed to have an issue with that, yet they had an issue with this. So, yes. To some extent, I do feel, and this isn't intended as a joke, but I'm sure you're going <laughs> to laugh, that this is an extension of the can I have Autobots and Decepticons on the same team? Right, where, exactly. where there, and that's not too, meant to be insulting to anybody. It's it, The reason I say it's similar is that a lot of people come into the game and go, oh, well, it's Autobots versus Decepticons. Why would they be on the same team? Until you see the, the rules say, yes, you can. And I think there's that sort of out-of-the-game mental block. Mm-hmm. May, maybe I'm making stuff up, but that seemed like the first thing that came to mind for me. Um, as to why people would go that route, I mean. But other than that, yeah, it it seemed... I'm glad that they're clarifying some of these edge case things. The the promise made in the tweet that I have on screen, when it rotates, there it is. Future roundups will cover less frequently asked questions, so I'm assuming that they're going to go further into the nitty-gritty for timing for, like, really weird edge case. Obviously, edge cases would be less frequent, but things to push the boundaries a little bit in the ruling space to exactly your point Mm -hmm. where you can take this and go, oh, well, that scenario A is very close to scenario B. Therefore, ruling A should apply to ruling B. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not just, you know, (laughs) cards that I've already forgotten the name of. (laughs) You know, like those sort of things. Uh, Because there are ones where it's like, yeah, I know... The card effect, I haven't quite married some of the, we'll call them fringe cards, with the name and picture and text yet. Um, But yeah, beyond that, was there anything else you want to touch on for the ruling, Scott? I think that kind of does it. There isn't too many things in there, or aren't too many things. No, like I said, the, the important part to me is like, is, is understanding the why these some of these things matter, not necessarily about like what the what is. Like, mm. it doesn't even matter if, if these things matter, like, if it was ruled one way or the other, that's that's just where I'm coming from. So, yeah. Oh, there just, was one funny one that you mentioned offline the uh, the lose the initiative ruling. Yes, um, Which, I thought it was interesting that somebody even tried to. I don't think it was like I don't. I actually don't think this was a like a mistake as to how the cards actually work. I actually thought it was interesting. Somebody thought that like if Sky Shadow combines or if any if any combiner combines and the parts were tapped, right? Because parts were tapped because if there's an untapping effect that it actually wouldn't untap and. Um, you would get to, like, one of your characters would get to untap instead, like, whatever that card read. Somebody I just lose somebody out in a game and their opponent, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> so I just, I think it's interesting that somebody tried to solve, like, all of it by, do, by even thinking that could work. Right. Um, I just thought that was pretty cool that somebody even looked within the cards and said, hmm, can I do this and, right. you know... I mean, to be fair, should that card I, is I, so I, narrow I, that it feels yeah. like it was supposed to do that. 
I, I completely get where that person was coming from. And yeah, that, that was actually a pretty cool question. Yeah, I just thought it was neat that like they even thought that, that even could work. Right. I hadn't even thought about like even making that like even thinking that could work. And they'd said yes and be like, wow, okay, that's a big deal. But yeah, exactly. Work but that way, but yeah. it's relegated back to the box, binder, whatever again, unfortunately. Yeah. But it is what it is. So I think we can move on from the rules there and we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about sealed because the pools are officially out, Scott. You assigned it to everybody. The deck lists were due last night? At midnight, yeah. Well, they, by the time most people are hearing this last week, uh, Wednesday. So I think the first round will be almost done by the time most people hear this, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the pools. And the reason we want to talk about it is because there's a... I get the sense a lot of people, I mean, there there was obviously a bunch of complaining <laughs> just flatly at EI about the presence of Sealed. I think a lot of people don't respect it as a format. And I, th- I think it's when you had brought the idea up of examining what you feel are, you know, the top X lists. And mm-hmm. by lists, I mean registered lists as opposed to played lists. And where the deck building and the play skill and what goes into a top tier sealed list when we're talking about this particular format. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, I mean, yes, there are things that are going to pertain to particularly this format, but it's not necessarily the case that you can't extrapolate those rules, those ideas, and apply them to future ones, because we're going to see sealed down the line. At the very least, you're people are probably going to want to play sealed at future release events, let alone, you know, large scale ones, whenever we get back to that. Yeah. I actually believe that it's, it's the opposite. Like I, I think people, I think myself included, I'm, I'm extrapolating out what I think is going to be good based on past experience. And that may be incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just where we go. Yeah. It. Well, it, it's one of those, it it's yes, there is an inherent, <clears throat> excuse me, randomness to sealed, obviously. But there are patterns, there are ways that you can glean knowledge from, like you said, past experiences and apply them into here. And one of the things that I mentioned in the lead-in article that we put up on the site, I think it was this week. Last week, yeah. Or last week. One of the things that I had mentioned in there is that even if you are a constructed junkie, there is still value in sealed or value in limited in general, because by definition, it's going to force you to interact with cards in other ways. Calling back yep. to lose the initiative uh, ruling, it doesn't have to be that diamond in the rough kind of shot in the dark, but there will be things where you go, huh, I never considered putting character A next to character B or character C with mm-hmm. head D or battle cards interacting with this or that. And it forces you to think about these things, and therefore you can apply those lessons not just to future sealed events, but also to future constructed events. Yeah, so agreed. Uh, let's dive into the pools. So these are not really in order. Uh, and by order, I mean the particular ranking. But Scott, let's start with pool 33. So okay. that did <laughs> <laughs> pool 33 happened to be coming in at number eight if i am looking at your chart correctly because it's a naturally it's a spreadsheet as you'd imagine it came from scott and i'm just trying to follow the line to make sure my eyes don't go in and out of focus now 
these are, we're going to talk about 10 different pools. And like I said, this one, Scott, you were pegging at number eight. Can you tell us a little bit about why it, for anybody, for anybody who's out there audio only, I apologize. The lists are up on screen, but Scott, you also had, before you get into it, you have the lists posted publicly, correct? Yeah, there's a link and you can get, you can't edit the document, obviously, because these are what people are playing, but um, you can go to the link and, and, and read the document. So yeah, it's not a problem. Cool. So this is one of the three lists that can actually run a high cost character with two small small characters, which honestly like is very difficult in this format because there yeah. really only is there are two common six drops, but there's only one common five drop. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference between this format and the last format because the last format had the micro masters. You were you had so many four and five drops that like if you were in this situation, you could easily make a three Y team. Um, and you have your smallest guy be four or five stars, and you could easily fit like you know a fourteen drop or like a fifth, you know, even like a thirteen or higher drop in your deck, and like you wouldn't even bat an eye. Well, and those you they also were often strong enough to carry the day at those star costs. Yeah, I mean, and I think generally they need to be. I think they need to be at all times because you're investing so much of your pool into them. It's just in this format, I think it's very difficult to get that because to be honest with you, you would have to have a pool with um, a, specifically a brawn and then either a beachcomber or uh, an outback. This is again, assuming like no like super rares, like night race or anything like that. Oh, right. Right. Um, you'd have to have a pool like that of those two characters taking up 11 stars before you were even able to play um, some of the larger characters that exist. Because specifically, you get a body cost, and then you have to add in the head cost. So if you don't open like a one or two star head, it's possible that you're pushing your large character as a Titan Master just out of playability to have three char- a three character lineup in general. Yeah, there are a, a sh- I don't want to say shocking amount, but there are a significant number of seven cost characters yep. that show up, especially at lower rarities, and therefore, well. Exactly what you said. If you if you're starting out at 15 for your Titan Master body and head combo, you run out of space real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you think, or you feel that this, to our earlier discussions, unless that character is Prime or Megatron, I guess specifically as the body. Again, we're we're not talking about you know you randomly have Sky Shadow or or something like that, but. Oh, you won't have all parts. And, and, well, yeah. It, and, and, <laughs> and ominous. There's like very little percentage. Yeah. Happen, so. But so unless you are the ominous, the ominous, the uh, Optimus or the Megatron example, do you think that there is like at all costs, you should be trying to be three wide or better, correct? I think you should be. I think you can even give up on playing those characters unless you have the ability to be three wide. I don't think that they can carry the day on their own as two wide unless you're absolutely forced to. And that makes sense. I mean, a lot of the tool, you know, the new Optimus toolbox is not available for you. Uh, the Megatron, I mean, he's a big dude, but he'll get kneecapped by a wider team, as you'd imagine. Uh, what else stands out to you about this particular pool? Is it is it really just the characters? Um, mostly, but I mean, it has a decent, it has a pretty solid, uh, battle deck available to it. I mean, it has, um, it doesn't have a lot of the premium uncommons, but it has like, 
some decent ones. I mean, like, hmm. the main, it has two disassembles, so that's good. It has two grab inhibitors, which are fine for having uh, smaller, smaller characters. Hmm. Um, it yeah, has I hit and run. I have the wrong list on screen right now, because as you're describing it, I'm looking at oh. it, and I'm like, that's the wrong one oh. for 33, but that's all right. Um, this is the, oh, God. Yeah. It's really just the characters because honestly, the battle a lot of the battle decks look like this. Mm. So to me, I tried to find lists that I thought where the characters could carry the day because a lot of the lists in the battle decks pretty much look the same. There are some that stand out, but like oh, that's I think a function that, of you know you have six of the same set. set. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah, happens. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, in terms of like quantities, even something that stands out from the battle deck in terms of like anything quantity wise. So I would just say it's really just the ability to to run. Optimus in a three-wide deck that I think is is good. Gotcha. I think I realize what happened and why the... Uh, I'm flipping back and forth, so I apologize anyone looking at this later and wondering what the hell's happening. Uh, it looks like I overwrote one of the files as I was trying to get the overlay ready. I had, obviously, to make a spreadsheet legible with this long of a list, I had to chop everything up, and I must have overwrote one of them. So we'll move on from pool 33. Let's talk about pool 31. Um... So this one, just to make sure that I actually have it correct, you have this as the, the double quake list with yes. Master Sword, etc. Okay, because that was the one that I had tied to 33. And when you were talking about having three white characters and then you said Optimus, I'm like, okay, something's not right here. So mm -hmm. we do have the correct one this time. Uh, hopefully I didn't mess any others up. But this particular one, you noted that there were a lot of weapons for this particular list. Yeah, there's three Paralyzer boxes, two Fusion Cannons, a Junk Cannon, a Sonic Stun Gun, a Sharpened Talons, and a Master Sword. That and is a lot. It, not counting, is there, yeah, there's a there's two Handout Blasters, too, that you can play with, not, not even counting them. Right. Uh, we did mention before in previous shows that there's a lot of upgrade removal floating around, whether it's Disassemble, it's Bouncing via Gears, which would be really annoying here for uh, Master Sword just because of the, the investment of plays. Excuse me. But you, in your opinion, the the quantity of weapons here, and then does the character suite do anything for you, or is it really just the weapons? The character suite has options, which is the point. Mm. Um, because because you have two seven cost, not eight cost, um, uh, battle masters, and four different heads. Um, you just have a lot of options, and even if you want to avoid not even playing the quakes, and you just want to go with the top spin route, for example, like you can easily just go you know, top spin with one of these characters, for example, or you can go, um, I guess you could, it's, it'd be hard to go bludgeon with these characters, although no, you could go bludgeon with like, uh, the, no, you, yeah, Quake. Yeah, you could do you bludgeon, could Quake, uh, Tezor, 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 oh, with the, for the head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But with Braun being the, yeah, right, the other Braun. guy, uh, which yeah. I feel is, is respectable because he's, unless your opponent focuses him down, he's still probably going to soak more than one hit and probably put in a fair amount of damage given his pierce. So, Yeah, the big thing about this format that I don't really know yet is how important is it to have, like, to have Titan Masters in general? Like, mm -hmm. do you do you feel going from... Okay, so, like, let's start out with... We both agree you'd rather be three wide, right? I mean, going four wide is close to impossible. 
Um, on, especially if yeah. you don't have like one of the six cost type masters and a small head to go with it. So yeah, I think just possible. logistically, it's probably not going to come together, and I'm not even sure you want to do it. I don't think I saw a single pool that was even able to do it, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, so we can kind of put those aside. I agree with you with three wide because the two wide scenario is just, it's also in the category of, is that ever actually going to come together with the cards the way they are at the different rarities? Right. I mean, you could obviously go two wide, but you'd really be handicapping yourself because... I'm looking at so chasm is probably okay at four here if you were to go that route because you'd be making a giant character but at the same time it's still that's a lot of stars you're losing out on and I think the math for hit points like total team hit points would end up working out in favor of being wider yeah, I mean some of the pools don't have a choice because like you just get so many different like because a lot of the type masters cost like nine mm. eight or nine exactly so, like, if, if you get no heads the cost one or two sorry i'm reaching down thanks no, um, if, if, if you if you get no heads that cost one or two mm. then like you're pretty much stuck with running giant dudes so you may just have to run your best two wide deck you can so if we agree the goal is to be three wide even over the, from a power level perspective over four wide and from a from a logistical perspective over two tall um we we start there and then basically we work our way backwards, and then the question just becomes: How do we get to that point? And and do you think that you need? Do you think you'd rather have like two Titan Masters, three Titan Masters? Like, do you think it would just be play as many of them as you can, or do I you th not think they matter? Like, who knows? We don't know. Really, know right? Think. Yeah, I mean, my theory going in, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. Is yeah, it's going to be similar to my feelings on, well, not all constructed decks right now, but a good chunk of them is. If you have the option to play a Titan Master, you'd rather be a Titan Master than not. And I think in yeah. Limited, that's going to carry forward even more, where the stat line slash quantity of characters, I feel, is more impactful because you're just flatly not going to have... I mean, there is no one-shell stand, but you have Kamian Crash, at least. You're just mm -hmm. not likely to have a ton of those to make up for the lost ground. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but again, that's the hypothesis going in, and it's going to be interesting to see it play out. Um, this particular list, I one thing, and I, maybe you said it earlier, but I'm big on supporting fire in general. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see how it plays out here. To see if you yeah, can just I, I randomly really, steal an attack. I generally just don't care about my pip colors. Like, yeah. I mean, if they're... Like, if they're Especially on defense, like I just don't care. Like if I if I get some blanks, then I get some blanks. Mm -hmm. So like it really doesn't it really doesn't like matter to me yeah. the ones that are not. Um, like I'll take as many orange blacks and playable blues as I can, of course, or or whatever. But like the ones that are technically like blank don't really matter to me very much. Like they're just in there from a power level perspective. Exactly, and, and that's I, why I wanted to call this one out because I think yeah. it, the text box is significant enough that. It, it's obviously a young format We're we're making a lot of assertions based on having not played it, but I think this, I want to say this is verging on the bomb category, but we'll see how it plays out. Any individual card or the, the overall deck you're saying? 
individual card because in this particular deck i mean i think you could get in you know if you supporting fire your bludgeon and play one of the 50 million weapons this deck has uh mm. you could just blow somebody up on you know post wheel or make your brawn because he's piercing get in there and actually pierce somebody down who you focused through the first cycle that they thought they could protect because they had three health left and would not die to a Kamian crash, for example. Yeah, I'm just curious to see whether or not, um, uh, like, how often being able to attack in that situation, like, are you really actually protecting guys or not? Like, are we actually at that point where, like, you know, you, you're you sending in the, the insignificant guys to block for the bigger guys, et cetera, like... Yeah, I think that is something to... It's something that is different about this as compared to normal, quote-unquote normal sealed, with the way we're running it, because everyone's going to have public access to the opposing list. Mm -hmm. So in that scenario, somebody could say, oh, I'm playing against this particular pool. Well, how many burn cards do they actually run? Like, what is my... I If they can do three damage in a turn, I need to be at four health if I'm going to try and protect that guy. That sort of thing. And, I mean, this list, like many others, does have a smattering of burn cards, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to do what you do in constructed and, you know, oh, I'll came and crash that guy with my horrible ping him, flip, ping him again, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Although to be fair, I think one of the lists we're going to talk about at some point can do that, but we're not yes. there yet. <laughs> All right. So let's move on from 31. Let's talk about pool 30. Okay. And believe me, everybody out there, we're not. It wasn't just picking them in blocks. It just so happened that these clustered together. Uh, so actually, we didn't call it out. So the first list we talked about with Optimus, which I screwed up having on screen, was pool pool thirty three. You had that at eight. You had this previous one with the tons of weapons at seven. This one's jumping back a little bit to rank nine. So this one's, I guess, closer to the edge of where you were thinking maybe it's more of a strong list but not top tier list this list is 100 percent dependent on how good soul smasher is mm-hmm. and i'm assuming the answer is good but like um well the advantage I, here I, is this pool does sport a a one cost hedge so you're not falling into that trap we were discussing at length of okay well i have an 11 cost guy i guess he's going to be 15 stars <laughs> right right uh, it um, does give you that option the problem is that it actually doesn't have any medium guys, so it pretty much is required if you're going to run the Skull Smasher, which I probably would. You have the stars to run one of the the decent-sized um, three-cost heads, and then you basically just, you know, go to town with your smaller guys, which I think is probably the way it should be built. So you're uh, saying Skull Smasher and then uh, Doomshot and Flame Out are the, the two three-costs here. So that yeah. puts them up to 14... And then what, Brawn Beachcomber, I guess? Because I yeah. think that's the mm-hmm. only other combo. Yep. Because there's no way to do Mind Wipe then. Um, I guess the alternative option, of course, is you could do Mind Wipe X, X being the head, Bludgeon thing. No, you can't. Or, or Wolfwire, I guess. I'm just looking at the other Titan Masters that are here. Yeah, you can't use that, though. That's the problem. You have to use, you'd have to go, You th- there is literally no other combination. Because those two... Titan Masters started at 9. Oh, yeah, you're right, because that's going to... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they're 9s. They, exactly what yeah. you were saying earlier, that it's just... It pushes you into an awkward star range. Yeah. So, the real question is, I I assume Skull Smasher's good. Um, he seems and, like he might be okay. <laughs> yeah, and then this list would have to get him... Would he would 
probably I I think he's the largest character that's going to see play. Mm-hmm. Period. So he's always going to be dealing out damage to literally everybody on your opponent's side of the field. He has a massive hit points um, on his own because you don't have a hit point head here. Um, well, he only has what base fourteen. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, that's still a lot. It's a it is, but I the point I was going to call out is that if you're in this, I mean, you can be three wide, but the so it's fourteen plus your brawn, which is nine, and then. I don't remember what Beachcomber is off the top of my head. Hit point wise? Yeah. 10 or 11. Okay, so then it, I guess it's not that bad. I was thinking he was lower than that for some reason. So um, so I guess, yeah, you, you can come out still okay and flame out being an aggressive head. You know, your, your uh, Skull Smasher's going to dig for the oranges that are in here. Yeah, and, and you have two Crystal Powers, two Fusion Borders. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are some pretty magnetic- strong weapons, along yeah, with the magnetic- great phase charge. Yes. So, like, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, I mean, the power level of this deck is literally 100 percent dependent on how good um, Skull Smasher is. I just assume when you when you can play him effectively, and it doesn't really slow you down to play other characters, I assume he's good. So, I'm going to go with the yeah assumption up front that, that he's good. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he would he would push it. I mean, I put. And it's weird because we have talked about how this particular seal format is more reliant on battle cards, or not reliant, mm. that's the wrong word. It, it, there's a significantly higher power level for the battle cards compared to past. And my in, in the past, I was always all in on the characters, or more all in on the characters. Mm-hmm. I probably would have seen Skull Smasher on here and said this, I don't know if I'd put it, I think I would put it above some of the lists we were just talking about for me yeah, personally, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's going to shape up to be Ken Skull Smasher carry the day, which I mean, he's a, he's a big boy. Oh yeah. And just for the I record, mean, when I was putting this together, this is totally mm-hmm. off topic, but I swear every time I see all out, I think it in my brain says all out attack. And I'm like, what is he doing? That card's not in this set. It can't be on <laughs> here. And, but every time I look at it and as I was, because it seems to keep popping up, but that's like I said, completely unrelated and irrelevant. And I, think the rest, I, think, I think there's one, one stratagem that's actually seen play period in the entire format. I mean, stratagems are, I mean, we, and not to harp on this because we did already talk about it in a previous show, but it, it makes sense, and stratagems definitely are a constructed player's mm-hmm. treasure. And as yeah. you'd anticipate, limited player's trash. <laughs> yes, I just thought it was funny. So here's the real question, Scott. Is this thing playing... Wait, do they... Yep, they do have it. Is this list playing Plasma Horns? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Is it, it... It does confer plus one attack by itself, right? It's not just all in on the white pips? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So I guess it's like not literally unplayable, but it's just it's just it just needs work to get to sharpen talons level. So that well it needs it needs help to get to primary laser level. Sharpen talons right. is, is just, like a 1.5 compared to that, right. I think. Right. So exactly. Um but anyway, so we'll we'll close up pool 30. Let's talk about pool 24. So this one <clears throat> I'm trying to find your comment on here. 
Yeah, this is you had the exact same thought. I mean, it's obvious. It's the one we were kind of joking about earlier with horrible and many, many, many playable cards with black pips on them. Yes. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say whoever got this pool is probably playing that and probably had that initial thought, too, especially since they got a Krebhead. Oh, and then this is also the list that said uh, (laughs) there was a typo instead of ominous. It was ominum. Which oh. I don't know why, but I just <laughs> like as I'm building the overlay, I laughed a lot at Aminum. I'm sure there's a lot of typos throughout this whole thing. Oh, it, I didn't uh I see another one on this particular one. I didn't see like a huge quantity, but yeah. I mean that's a lot of typing. So shout out to yeah. Scott for putting that together. <laughs> um there's another list so that, that, what was that? So I'm trying to look now keep going. I'm trying to okay. Look. Uh this is another list that sports supporting fire, which draws my attention but i think the obvious one here is the horrible which was likely going to be seven because you have the kreb Mm -hmm. you can then run roadbuster at 11 so that puts you at 18 and then you get crankcase who's another solid character i mean that seems like a, a really strong lineup and because there are so many black pips it I hesitate to say it builds itself because that's not the case, but at the same time, like there are some rather obvious includes because of the way this this pool shaped up. Yeah, I mean the best part is like there's two fusion boards and two industrial phase charges, which means yeah. if you put one of them on Roadbuster and you have if you have him and Horrible both in the correct mode, yeah, like now you're like constructed level damaging characters like that's, every single turn. That's pretty mean. And I expect this thing to do very mean things to people. Yeah. Um, I didn't count the exact quantity of black pips. It's just, you know, looking at the list. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of them. Here's here's a question I'll pose to you. Would you go so far as to play less stand? Um, Probably not in this list um, because there's just better options. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, it's just I mean, one I'm of the... I'm my deck because I have Quake. That's the only reason I'm playing it. That's... Probably a good reason. I mean, it's in my pool, which we'll actually be talking about later, but it um, it was on the fence for me and mine, and I, the reason I brought it up here is because that is a, I think, a departure from Constructed, where it, we kind of bagged on it when it was revealed. But mm-hmm. I could see, like, I can envision a world where in Constructed, Last Stand is the cornerstone of a deck. Because then you just yeah. go, all right, well, I want all these other things and I'm putting them together. Here, it's it's much more of a challenge because that cost is significant. I mean, but because the, the difference between uh, limited and constructed, obviously, is that there's not that going to be that one continuous turn because you're just not going to be swinging for like a billion every single time you attack mm-hmm. or defending for a billion. So like games are going to go long naturally. Yes. Um, I do believe, however, that you can sneak in situations where going from, I don't know, whatever, like four attack to nine attack. Yeah. And then flipping an orange to go to 10 against your opponents who, who aren't going to have a plethora of blue. So like, regardless, like, so like if you figure even at most, they're going to defend for like four, that's mm-hmm. six. It's probably going to be a mirrored effect. So yes, it, it, what it will do is, if you have to do a 
large amount of damage to somebody to KO them to basically come back into a game where the character was otherwise just going to plink at him for a couple blacks anyway, like, I think it's fine. Yep. Um, I just don't know how often that situation is going to come up. And if you don't have another way to combo it, which is like, I would say if you don't have like two Titan Masters or you don't have like a Quake as your Titan Master or like, mm. I, I guess if you had horrible, it's fine. But like, because um, you're definitely like, that's, it basically becomes a plus six at that point, which was right. my same theory for Quake. But um, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see it seeing play in this deck for sure. Yeah. I just don't know if it's, I don't think it's an auto include for every deck. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things in this particular list interesting being you know and things that are powerful <laughs> yeah, yeah specifically and um, not just because it's not just because there's a super rare it's like it's the synergy of the super rare right to yeah. the other card just keep that in mind yeah for example if that was night racer i mean it definitely makes your combinations of characters way more interesting but then you're looking at weird wolf picking up <laughs> the slack as your right. big character and it's a right. significantly different than the roadbuster yeah um i'm trying to see if there, there was something else that i lost it as you're saying oh and it it's sporting combat flurry which is something that i'm interested in seeing in play as the pseudo reckless charge uh there are a number of different ways that this particular list can attack you uh and the fact that it has options both in your action cards as well like there's a balance between the action cards and the upgrades not just for horrible but in general uh mm -hmm. th that it lets you find lots of live cards so yeah uh, mm -hmm. this one it, okay people i'm gonna give you a second if you're out there listening or watching to guess where this one was placed and then i'm just gonna move on because it's quite obviously at number one <laughs> Yes. When I when I was going through, I went through a number order to begin with. But once I got to this one, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll have to redo my numbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that is fair. So we'll we'll talk about a, a different list with pool number two zero, and at number twenty, <clears throat> this one actually came out at number five in the top ten list that you had created, Scott. So it, it, based on your notes, you were saying that you feel that. It has a, a strong to great battle deck, or you're specifically saying great. I'm reading off Scott's notes in case anybody can't tell. <clears throat> and then you also felt that the character lineup was pretty strong. Now, it has my boy Crankcase in there, who's going to show up presumably in a lot of lists. He's a common, and he's potentially eight attack. With And it doesn't feel like it's going to be that difficult to get him to eight attack for any deck that has him. Um, It depends on how much card draw you have. I mean, yes, but a lot there are viable, like playable card draw cards at low rarities. Like there's a, a scouting mission in this list, and then there's a there's no uh, oh there's not a mission briefing. I thought this one had it as well. That's the only issue. Yeah, yeah. But even then, Crankcase himself, if you can justify not flipping your other characters, will help feed him. And the base eight attack, you slap a weapon, maybe a random oh, yeah. combat pump, and you can really hurt somebody. So I agree with you that this is presenting a lot of different options. And it's interesting that it also has double Master Metallicato in here. Yes, which I like. Yeah. I would imagine Master Metallicato is pretty good, even in limited. Because I would, I would think so. I mean, like any, even if it's a plus two or something like that, I think it's still definitely good enough. So. Oh, yeah. Um, is there anything else notable about this particular one? Or do you? Th I mean, it 
it's funny because you said, yeah, it has strong characters, it has a great battle deck, it's number five, it's like everything about it is like, all right, yeah, you're you're pretty good, you're above the curve across all these things. Is there anything that, like, let me ask you this, because this is a better way to ask the question, I know I'm stumbling a little bit with this. If you were to replace cards in here with worse ones, how quickly would this drop off? Um, it's the quantity of the good cards. You have two enhanced power cells, two master metallic autos, two Kamian crashes, mm -hmm. two improvised shields. So if you went so, down to one on, say, all of those, you feel this is now a middling list? Uh, if they were replaced with unplayable cards, yes. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's the consistency of getting all this stuff, along with topspin doesn't have to flip, yes. and, you get, and you get flame out, or you get um, Grax if you want it. Um, I don't know how many, it would depend on how many greens were in the list because the tough doesn't come into play all that often, but the bull does matter, obviously. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so by not having to flip, uh, let me look up, actually. What does Outback even do? I just know he costs six, but like, what does he do? Oh, Outback? Uh, I always confuse him with gears, to be perfectly honest, but <laughs> I'm going to try and sneak. Uh, I know he's. Or before I say I know he's anything, I have it up. So if an opponent would cause an upgrade to be scrapped from this, instead you may scrap an upgrade. That's his alt mode. And when you flip to this mode, you can uh, to uh, excuse me to bot mode. You yeah, can discard yeah. an upgrade to draw two. So there's your when you your option. Bot mode? When you yeah, is it? Do I have that backwards? Yes, yeah. I have that backwards. I'm sorry. It's okay. when he he gets into uh, into alt mode is the draw. So he's just a stat block. But he's a solid stat block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's really all he is. I mean, like, but, um, like, like, Braun to me is a little bit better than a stat block. But, like... Yes. Um, so, like, if you assume in this deck, because you have topspin, you're never going to flip to the terrible mode. Um, so, you're... You can be flipping Crankcase back and forth. Yep. Or you can be flipping Outback back and forth to pitch one card and draw two. They're both basically plus ones. Mm -hmm. So... In that situation, I just think that, like, I think this deck can be, can play in a way where it's always going to see these cards, which is where I think it's really powerful. Yeah. And given the quantity of them, as you pointed out earlier, getting the redundant effect for some of these. I mean, I don't see a huge number of weapons in this. So as compared to the one we were talking about earlier, I mean, yes, there's industrial grade phase charge. There is a junk cannon. There's, well, you have sharpened talents so that kind of makes up for it. Right. Uh, what I was going to say is be, as com the lack of weapons, and I guess it appears to be leaning more action heavy, could make it a little awkward. But I think the card draw is going to help level it out over the course of a game. Yeah, I agree. Like you're gonna, you're just gonna find playables every turn to do something, and right. maybe bury your opponent under card advantage, sort of. Right, and that's, that's how I think it'll play out. And, and I think if you're able to do that, I, I think it's gonna be very difficult to lose because in limited you can actually like cycle your battle deck to where like you're actually redrawing the same card multiple times. Yes, and so like you can. Some of these two ofs can actually be like three ofs in the in the way a match is going to play out, and obviously that's just going to be like really really powerful. So yeah, this one's interesting because this highlights, and not to beat the dead horse, but a lot of people complain about sealed and that oh it's oh it's just completely random. It's you know you you can't build towards synergy. There's a lack of interesting things going on. 
And yes, we had that horrible list with Roadbuster where it's like, okay, I'm just, I, right. I'm oozing with power. But this particular one, to your point about thinning out your battle deck, either by playing upgrades that are sticking for a few turns, holding things in hand so that your battle deck is only a handful of cards, and the, the card draw allows you to get somewhat of an engine going to do these things. Right. Uh, which makes for interesting gameplay. It's not just draw card, play card, smash. I mean, that's kind of what you're doing, but you have to, you're doing more interesting things to make that happen, I think. Right. Um, so let's talk about after pool 20, we'll talk about pool 17. Now, this one, I did not actually delve into all that deeply, uh, but it's, it's another Optimus pool. Let me make sure I actually have Optimus in here. There is an Optimus on the screen. Okay, we have the right one. I had, I had a you know, slight heart attack there. I'm like, did I screw up that many of them? Uh, so tell us about this particular Optimus pool. Is this one where, well, I don't think they have to go too tall here. No, this is more powerful because you have Crankies and Brawn. So you actually have stellar partners. Yes. With Optimus. So similar to the argument about Skull Smasher, it's going to come down to how good Optimus is. I believe the answer is very good, but I don't know that for a fact. Um, but given the ability to play three wide and him, I think it's pretty good. Especially I, when you're, what, like 16 health or something like that? Well, he'll, be 18, he'll be a 6-18-1 in the heal mode. But okay. here's the thing. He, he's a better crankcase. So in this particular list, you're probably going to flip crankcase once, and then you're flipping Optimus back and forth. And in mm -hmm. limited, this is going to encourage you to just dump your hand because Optimus mm -hmm. is then a free pep talk, mm -hmm. which yep. I think most <laughs> that that's a common play error is to dump your hand. But here it's kind of reinforcing the idea. Yeah. Um, I just think it's going to be really hard for your opponent to keep up with your, with the advantage that you're creating. Yeah. Now I'm looking at, I'm skimming this real quick. There, there is a laser scalpel and there's a reason I'm bringing up that one specifically, but uh, so it's laser scalpel. Handheld Blaster, Crystal of Power, Fusion Borer. Times three. Oh my god, I didn't even see that. I'm just looking at the names. <laughs> okay, so he, I was going to say that I don't know if there's enough to play Master Sword, but... Times three. I, I mean, I think you can make it happen. Now, I, I mean, I, I can already hear everybody out there saying this. Oh, well, Crystal of Power and Fusion Borer fall off. Well, yes, but if you know you're setting up Master Sword, you can just, you know, stick it on Optimus, slam a Master Sword, and go, all right, I'm a 10 attacker that heals myself. Good luck. I, mean, I don't think I would ever not play Master Sword, period. Like, so, as long as you have one Sharpened Talons, I think I would always play it, so. I, I agree to some extent. I do, this is one of those things that I want to watch and see both Master Sword and Ghost Shield, like, how difficult is it because of, uh, it is Gears is the bounce one, right? Okay, so because Gears is a common, Disassemble exists, like, are you investing a lot of effort, or can your opponent hose you because you're trying to set this up? Because I think that's going to telegraph, you know, I play a Fusion Borer on my guy that's not attacking this turn. Okay, well, he's probably playing Master Sword, because that doesn't make any sense. Not a, deck like, not a deck like this, because... Like you said, like if you're gonna draw more cards anyway, what does it matter? You're just, you're just to some extent. I mean, if you're if I'm playing somebody and I see a master sword get flipped, I'm like, okay, I can't. I have to make a conscious effort to remove their weapons so that thing doesn't hit play, and I think that would screw with people's play patterns as well. I mean, if you're gonna use your one disassemble 
that you drew this combat round rotation through for on a handheld blaster or on a sharpened talons be my guest well like you're just as sometimes you got to do what you got to do but yeah, <laughs> so, um, you know yeah without so a card I, draw without a card draw though you can only you can also just get back mm-hmm. like another weapon to to like pitch it also so yeah uh how many stars does this come up to this would be probably 13 with the optimus and kreb then crankcase puts you 20 and then brawn puts you 20 okay so there wouldn't be room for that lucky dodge right i was i just caught my eye as to whether you could squeeze that in you could run high five there you <laughs> go. go healing deck uh it's not quite gonna work out that well without toolbox i guess but um yeah, this one's interesting. It definitely feels as though it is on the higher power level end. It does actually sport an escape capsule too, so you could slap that on Optimus, and then Kreb is more of a threat, assuming mm-hmm. you didn't just put Fusion Borer out there and it goes away or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, so let let's jump off of this one and jump into pool number one three. Where did I have that one ranked? Pretty high, I assume. That one that was what seventeen. Seventeen was at. Numero dos. Yep. That seems like it, it's a solid enough deck to end up going up there. I could see. So we haven't. Well, thirteen is number three. So I guess we'll we'll find out right now whether I disagree about shifting some of these. But sure. For a second, I looked at this and I thought it was triple beachcomber, but it's beachcomber, beachcomber, brainstorm. I just saw a lot of bees. And yes. My yes. brain went weird. Um. So tell us about why you think this one's coming in at number three, Scott. I mean, this comes down to how good Megatron is, which I assume is also very good. Um, I feel like he's a to... seven attacker, yeah, and he's able to do damage on both sides. So, like, that's the question. So, mm-hmm. when you when you have Megatron, Windcharger, and Brawn, you basically get to attack powerfully multiple times a game. So, Windcharger is obviously getting in there as your first character. Yes, has no all called... out in this though. But what? There's no all no. out in this one. There is no all out. Correct. <laughs> um, so. You, it, it like it, what for me? It's basically like when Charger gets in there, you don't even flip on turn one, and then um, eventually you flip Megatron, get in there, and then flip him back because you can just keep Brawn in the in the in the in the mode as well. So like yeah. basically, every sing, assuming that Wind Charger or Brawn can survive a combat round, every single time that Megatron gets to attack, he will be at seven attack, and not every deck can say that because. You might have to. I mean, I literally. I mean, every deck can say that, but like, they, it may not be as efficient as it as it is here. Right, and I mean, it is sealed. You may brick on a draw. Megatron has that innately baked into the character, so it gives you a leg up there. It's. Right. Uh, I don't feel Megatron because, to your point. I could do that with Crankcase. And yes, you have to jump through some hoops like we were just talking about. But being big dummy that punches good and that's it as compared to it could have been an Optimus. It could have been a whatever. But you can you can I, do damage on the defensive, which is big. You can, yeah. In this particular list, Master of Metallicato, uh, I mean, I guess you wouldn't really need belligerences but you could put in more oranges for that i'm just skimming for for oranges to call out real quick the improvised shield um there are ways to do it i think precision fire i I missed that one um yeah 
I think that obviously if you uh obviously if you had the option you'd want more oranges i think this one might be a little light on that front to rely on it because it's not like you're slapping a sparring gear or or, you know arbitrary tough two armor to make this more consistent um yeah it's fine but it's definitely something worth having you have the hit and run to try and get him um, what was that Oh, no, because that one only bought. Yeah, you're right. I always forget because we talked so long about there being one that now it's baked into my brain. It's Being a white black black is fine, I mean. Yes. uh, This particular list has double Kamian Crash. Uh, Do you feel conversion expertise that utility is worth playing in Limited? No. I mean, it seems pretty bad to me. (laughs) I mean, giving people bold one for things you're going to do anyway has an argument to me i don't i agree with you i don't think it's worth it simply because i could just be playing a more relevant upgrade i mean you can make the argument in this deck that you want more whites because you want to flip try and uh, dig your ability but I don't, I don't know that that matters all that much but like yeah to me it's to me it's that you have you have two scouting missions you have two camion crashes you have um i don't think belligerence matters all that much but you have energon mace and fusion border Mm-hmm. So like I just think you I just think it's you have a very solid battle deck along with like three solid characters and I guess we could argue about how powerful Megatron really is but like I just feel like you have a bunch of guys that start at seven so like I don't really think you can and with without jumping through like literally any hoops at mm-hmm. all yeah so yeah I I don't I can agree with your assessment I th- I might put this one lower than three. Overall, but yeah. we'd have to. We'll see when we get to number four. Uh, yeah, which, it's like splitting errors, I think. But yeah, exactly. I mean, the, this one seems pretty stable, and it's just a matter of okay. I'd have to have them all laid out in front of me simultaneously to really rank them. As yeah, which I didn't really, really have, but like I kind of did. So yeah. right. Uh, so let's go to pool number eight. Now, this one you felt was just squeaking into the top ten. Um. This is your pool, right? Yes, I kind of felt that <laughs> way. No, okay, so here's, here's the thought on, and I actually did record a video. It's probably, I don't know if it's going to be posted before this is live or if we're even going to post it, but I was, I had built it and then I recorded the video of me building it. Like I took everything mm-hmm. apart and I'm like, oh, I should do a video. All right, so I, I had to dump everything back in a pile and try and do it. Um, I did hem and haw a lot on a number of choices with the battle deck, but it felt I feel like there's a lot of potential here and I just made some errors in building it even as I look back on it, even though I could sort of justify it. So when we talked, for example, earlier about Last Stand, it's because it was in this pool and that was one of the cards that was on the bubble for me. Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> um because I don't know whether I was willing to give up just somebody dying in limited or not. Um but People will get a lot of my thoughts if we post that video. So, Scott, tell us your thoughts on this particular list. Um, I mean, I have a cup as well, so I'm hoping he's good. Um, <laughs> he but seems I don't... fine? Yeah, <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Um, you have a horrible, which is really good. Horrible? Um, it... Go ahead. I'll, I won't interrupt because yeah. I... I... <laughs> Go ahead. You're horrible. Um... You can play for crankies in the long game. You don't have that many. You only have one scouting mission and one mission briefing, so we'll see it. You'll have to see how that works out. Right. Um, 
it has Energon Mace, it has Ghost Shield, and can you play Ghost Shield? And how many how many improvised shields do you have? Two. So there you go. So you have double oh. improvised shield, which is hard to find. Yeah. Um, you have double sharpened talons, which is hard to find. I happen to have all these cards as well. Could probably get the same common run. Um, one Kamian Crash, two Hano Blasters, which I guess you could play. I mean, like, it's up to you. Like, yeah, I didn't play mine, but it's up to you. Um, I, I ran them because I had doubles of them, and it's like, okay, if I feel if I f- flip a double blue, it's going to turn a combat. That may not actually be the case. Yeah, I felt the same thing, but like, I it was I was. For me, and you, I have a video as well. Mm. Um, it was like my twenty sixth card was going to be my second handout blaster, and it was like I have to play both or none. Yes, I agree. So I played none. Right, um, but I can defend either that. way. Yeah. Um, um, you have hold out, not playable. Which is yeah. I mean, your your deck's solid. It's just that like it's better. It's better than most. Yes, I would agree. And you, have, and, you have, and you have two Titan Masters. So, like, that's the question. Like, well, the real question is how relevant are these Titan Masters? I don't even know what Skyward does. Is he the focus one or is he the. He is the one? defense oh, one. So, I. Uh, wait, let me double check that. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's the he's defense he's one because I did this, like, the other night and I forgot. So, I was definitely excited by the double Titan Master. My, I have a number of concerns. The way I built it is, and this is why I called it out with other lists on the even action upgrade parody the list that i registered did not come out that way really at all oh i am heavily on the upgrade side are you as well like i believe that's what it was yeah where it was like a ton of upgrades so it's it's a zillion and a lot of them a lot of them are green it's like i'm not gonna have a hand yeah all the time of whatever i actually well i actually felt that that may help buoy crankcase because it's like okay well if i can only play one a turn maybe i can look at the the silver lining on that cloud um I mean, I'd probably play him regardless. I mean, he's obviously good. So. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and he... It is going to conflict, obviously, with Horrible a little bit from a flip perspective. But my concern with the characters is, like you said, with is Cup any good? The three attack is compared to some of the other lists we've been discussing where, oh, well, Megatron is just base 7 and this other guy is going to, you know, end up being base 10 because he has Master Sword or, or this. And it's like, oh, well, I'll get him with Cup for three. Hope better hope I mean, that I flip some black pits. <laughs> what do you, you have? Let me see something. Do you have? I mean, there are like you said, there are weapons. There are sharpened talons. There, there's the burn with horrible to help make up some of the ground. The triangulators so you, to dig for things, etc. So you're like me. You have no disassemble either. So, you, so cup becomes your disassemble. Exactly. Yes, that is yeah, one of the, so the benefits. And another reason that I included the handheld blasters just to have a, yep. a few extra blues to try and yep. dig. Um, I, I agree with the, you had one singular statement that really summed this up and that the, the list is better than most, but I do, after looking at some of these, because as we were prepping for this and I was building the overlays and stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's not quite on the same level as some of the other decks, but it's definitely good enough. Remember, these are the top 10 decks out of... 36 of them exactly well, 20 28 of them i didn't count the ones that didn't that that, that are in the top eight absolutely yeah so uh, it, so it's a contextualized discussion of where this of sits. course yeah it always is it always is anyway but i mean like it, it definitely is the situation right um and i think it's fun 
Exactly, and I'm on board with that. So let's talk about Pool 7. Now, this one, <clears throat> excuse me, was another one towards the middle. You had it at at 6. So... This one, Marlin, which is still in the top, like, third of the Oh, yeah. Which is, it's funny because I'm glad you brought that up. I should have said that at the very beginning that it's not 10 out of 10. It's 10 out of almost 30. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We have 28. We have 27 players. Right. So, this okay. one's interesting because I think everybody's eyes are immediately going to go to the fact that it has two Sky Shadow pieces, but obviously doesn't have the other two that it needs right. to make it happen. Uh, but the plane is still solid. The tank is probably still decent, but it's yet another horrible list or yep. a list that sports horrible for that matter. Now, this particular one, there are obviously black pips. They're on a lot of cards, but we're not talking to the level of the, the Roadbuster one we had mentioned before. But there's a good amount. There's a Master Sword hanging out in here. Um has double sharpened talents, double precision fire. Okay, there's more black pips than I thought there were because I'm <laughs> looking at the quantities now and I'm like, okay, maybe there's a lot more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Supporting fire, mag ray, double. Okay, yeah. They, how did? Why only six on this one? This feels like. Do you think the characters are not strong enough? <clears throat> um, I mean, I guess they are. I just didn't. I mean. So Chasm is incorrect. He actually calls four. So like I think the lineup that I would go with is the lineup that I would go with is Chrome Dome horrible with two heads and Sky Shadow Plane. Right. Which I think is possible. Six, fourteen, twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one and four worth of heads. Gotcha. Is what is what I would do. Um, and probably put like I don't know. Oh, Moxo costs two. Yeah, so that's that was the other guy. Yeah. yeah, this is messed up. So this is messed up. So you actually can't do that. Um, so you would have to be playing like horrible and a two cost head, or Chrome Dome and a two cost head, and something like that. So it's a little more difficult than I thought, but that's yeah. probably. So it's only it's it's this is so. I won't lie, like I was obviously going in number orders, I was going around and like because this came up earlier, I probably just didn't give it the I didn't go back and like re-rank them and think about why they were ranked where they are. I think it was basically like this only has the ability to I think to play one type master, and I don't know how relevant that is. Mm. Um and it has a solid battle deck, but um yeah, it looks like just as solid as I feel I like this this has to be a very aggressive deck and lean on the fact that Oh, you have more type masters than me? I don't care. I'm going to kill them with horrible. And if that doesn't work out, I think it could be in some trouble. Yeah, I just didn't know. Like, this was early on when I didn't realize, like, didn't think about, like, I want to see two type masters. But in be to be honest with you, how many decks have we seen that have that? There aren't that many, right, that have the double type masters. Yeah, or you're you're in a very awkward scenario with it, um, yeah. which is just by virtue of the numbers, like we discussed, going to happen. Right. So I think because it didn't have that, that's why I knocked it down a little bit, but I don't think that's that big of a deal. Right. Yeah, I think this could still perform very well. I mean, the on the back of horrible, uh, many things can happen. So. <laughs> yeah, and Chrome Dome is really good too because your opponent has a little number of cards in their hand. Like, and if you keep doing that every other turn, you're forcing them into a situation where they have to play cards every single turn, which might not be to their advantage. I wonder if it's possible 
how many cards is it for Chrome Dome? Is it three that you need to yeah. to get to activate it? It'd be, it would take a while, but yeah. I mean, I guess it could happen. It'd be over six turns, but yeah. Oof, that's a lot of turns, and you would that would mean no hard no, flips. Five, five turns, I think. Well, you can't play both of them, so. Oh, okay. Just either or. So. You're right. You're right. We just talked about that. It's yeah. I can see where this one starts to falter. Um, but I mean, again, but starts to falter in relation to these top ten lists. So. Of course. I mean, it's. I think it's going to do some mean things to people because there are a lot of strong black pip cards. I mean, there are in the whole set, but the ones you're missing are fusion borers, basically. I think. And does and that more have than one crash? More than one came in crash. There's only one, I think. Yeah, there it is. Yes, there's only one. Oh. I mean, you'd obviously want more, but at least you have an option for it because you already have two precision fires. You have the mag ray. There's a lot of ways for you to possibly eliminate a character and then get past that to something else. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll close up pool seven and we're finishing up with pool six. Now, this one. This is the, this is the night racer one. Uh, rounds out at number four, and this one does have Night Racer. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of Autobots. It's not that she's, oh. she's insane. It's just that it's just that she helps the sword cost a lot. So, well, I think there's that, and she. You're right. She's not insane because obviously secret actions are going to be at a premium. But yeah. statistics keeping them in play, keeping them in play is going to be the true yeah. premium. So. But you simultaneously have a, a, an in, intense amount of stats stuffed into the character. Yep. So at the same time, it's it's not just okay. She lets you play with the numbers. You you get even more modularity with the heads and the bodies because you know she can just fill up the last five stars. It's also that she's a worthwhile stat block. So. Mm-hmm. Um, which really, I mean, the other five costs we've been seeing a lot is Braun, and he also has a lot of those things going for him. So uh, beyond that, though, <clears throat> what else stands out to you about this or, or where, what are the holes in it or where do you, what made this come in the top four of our top third lists? <laughs> it's the double Titan Master thing again. Mm. So again, it comes There's down a to quake how, here, yeah. how good that is. Right. I'm assuming the answer is good, especially when one of your heads is Grax. Um, Grax slapped so, on Quake. We've, we've been hearing yeah. a lot about that lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, from a battle deck perspective, uh, it's solid. I mean, it has a lot, a lot of one-ofs. Like, the only two it really has is Spike Bracelet and Triangulator. So, like, it's basically just a, a two-end hostilities, mm. um, which I would probably run. Um I mean, it's a bold one. So. Yeah. Um, and hostilities? Yeah, for the, because you could do that with uh, Night Racer. Oh, I don't care about that. I would just blank your opponent's entire attack, basically. Well, you are and you aren't just because the the chance of them, like, they have to flip oranges in a format where they may not have a ton. And then it's, okay, well just like instructed they could flip it up black pips to still do something of relevance i think it's actually more relevant that your your oranges also count so it's the mirrored effect mm-hmm. in a because i think most decks are going to be orange period so like it's the orange on orange aspect of it so right i hear you there i mean uh, it's kind of, i would run it but it's, it's, it doesn't it, especially when you have a night racer i'd probably run it but oh yeah 
aside from that, like you said, it, given the this is very much a a limited deck, you know, like a lack of redundancy across multiple lines. It's not just redundancy of cards as compared to even the last list we were talking about where, I mean, yes, they had double precision fire, but it was precision fire. Magray came in crash. And in previous ones, we had duplicates of these sort of effects here. It's you have a precision fire. You have a dysfunction ray. I don't think there's even a came crash on here. So it, it makes yeah, it a little fun. more challenging to accomplish some of those things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, or no, there is a Kamian crash. So it, it's getting up there for some of the, the redundancy of effect, but it's not as much as we've seen in other areas. Yeah, I think it's I think it's solid. Um, I might have overrated it compared to some of the larger character decks, but again, like this is in relation to how good is having two Titan Masters. Right. And there aren't a lot of decks that, that have that. And the, the fact of the matter is that the Titan Masters that it has, now Stylor, and I know Apex has three health, Grax obviously has, is outside Kamian Crash Rage. Uh, Stylor, I don't remember, I'm looking them up real quick. Stylor only has one. Where I was going with it is that the head can pop off and you're not just opening yourself up to a bad day because horrible and or just random battle card ends them and then they get in on the rest of your team. Uh I don't think there's any way that someone's going to have a Kamian... Unless they top deck a Kamian crash that late in the game, that's just going to be sitting there waiting for a head to pop off. Yeah, I mean, it depends on which of these other decks we're talking about, or if they have enough card draw that they can sit on multiple effects. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be that Kamian crash. Stylor, in particular, is vulnerable to Precision Fire, Magray, etc. So there are other ways to do it. Uh, Or even, as I'm looking at it in this one, it's hit and run. So you could have a random thing that could do it. But That's the fair. other two heads are sturdy enough that if you're able to squeeze them in, the double Titan Master thing means that, okay, now I can block. I'm getting in for a hypothetically relevant attack because of black pips, because of pumps, because of orange pips, whatever. And then on top of it, I'll actually be able to block as opposed to, like I said, just get offed by horrible. I just think they represent, in this format, they represent the same amount of free damage that you're getting from any other character. Like the the two to three guaranteed damage that you're getting is like even from a from a two power head is the same exact amount that you're getting out of brawn or mm-hmm. uh, outback or right you know beachcomber these kind of characters like so getting one of them for half the cost with a with a and some of them I mean in this Stylor or whatever is it Tesla whatever one it is Stylor oh. he. He happens to be, like you said, a little bit more vulnerable than others and being able to take him out of combat, but like the two and three health ones probably aren't. And so to me, they they just are pure like plasma verse on a stick. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. So Well, I mean, that's something that I also want to take note of as we play through this event, is that the the pips as they played out and this is coming from looking at my pool and then some of like in general, yes, there are a lot of black pips or there are quote unquote, a lot of oranges or whatever particular one you want to look at. But without the bold effects, I mean, this particular one has lock on target or if you ran brass knuckles or whatever it happened to be, if you don't have those, there's, and this is partially, you know, coming from constructed where it's, I'm playing an aggro deck. Oh, yeah. Well, like, there are 39 orange pips across a variety of cards. 
Right. Here, a lot would be like seven, nine. I yes. mean, that, it, it's just, you could flip a black pip if you had that many, let's say. And it's like, all right, well, I get Pierce one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I agree that it, to an end, that's exactly what you're saying. Not any better or worse than not any better or worse than a given character otherwise. They're farther away than usual. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I, there's an echo from them this time. As yeah. to... Oh, there they go. I saw them. They're running in. They're tracking somebody. <laughs> but um, what I was saying is that the... Crazy idiot. Given, given the inconsistency inherently in how the battle decks will shape up, I'm curious whether you can consistently pierce for valuable numbers. Like, if you're attacking three pierce one into a two defense guy, it doesn't, it probably doesn't matter because odds are they're not flipping a blue either. Right. So I'm I'm curious how much that scenario comes up versus Kreb pops off and flips two blacks. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of X blacks as well, which is part of the issue. Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't think I saw us. None of the pools we went over actually had double laser scalpel. I don't remember seeing a lot of them. As I was no, they did have laser scalpels, a number of them, but only a single yeah. copy. So, like, to me, that's going to be a factor. Like, do you have one of them? Do you not have one of them? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, like, again, like, actually, I think there was actually more double blacks in Siege 2 than there were in this. Oh, yeah, there obviously. were a lot, because it was uh, contract contingency, the other mercenary thing. Uh, it was spread across a couple other cards, at least that I targeted, like all yeah. the other, all those commons and crap like that. So yeah, yeah. definitely agree. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be interesting co- going forward with this event. So Scott, it, since we're done with the list, can you, I guess, give a quick recap of how we're going to proceed with this from here? I guess with the context of people are hearing this on Monday. Yeah. So every three to four days, uh, you'll you'll be playing around. Um, we'll have the bracket. We'll have links to the bracket below, as well as we can add it to the website as well, so people can follow along if you're not a part of it. Um, it's a five rounds with style, um, cutting to a top eight where they get new pools. So if you actually go through the document, uh, you can see the unassigned pools. So the top eight will be playing from those unassigned pools. And spoiler alert, I think there's like two or three secret rivers still in those unassigned pools. So. Nice. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild getting there. <laughs> I know there's a windsweeper and a whirl. I want to say and a what? Maybe not. I think a, either a whirl. a whirl or um. There's I don't think there's a pounce. Um, there might be a tracks too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, any but, of them seem pretty strong and limited. To be perfectly honest, I know the triple Canyon crash one is in the top eight. For example, okay. somebody's well, gonna be happy with that one. I would. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go out um, on a limb and assume. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then uh, the top four from the event overall will be eligible to play in a invitational event that we're doing at the end of the four, the next four events. So it's a 16 player um, event where we're trying to do things like have unique play mats and things like that that we're gonna give out uh, to people. So, um, yeah, I mean. This is our limited one. We'll have constructed ones after this. Um, I guess the question I have for you is: Does it, does it seem fair to sit? Like, 
I, I'm not saying you look through all 36 pools. But I definitely do. You, <laughs> do you feel do you feel these look strong as I pulled as I called them out? Or yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of evidence to it, but it's also. So here's the thing. We we made a lot of assumptions and a lot of theories, as you called out in the very beginning, based on past experience. Even as I was mm-hmm. building my pool, it, and I elaborated just a minute ago on the the relationship between the black pips versus what we thought was weaker defensive things, uh, specifically blue pip cards. So in my particular pool, I had double handheld blaster, but I also had uh, double brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. And it started to to dawn on me, well, maybe the blue pips aren't going to be so bad in this if you operate under the assumption that you're not flipping more than, or your opponent's not flipping more than, say, a single black pip per combat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the numbers shape out. So the reason I, I went on that di- brief diatribe is that, yes, I agree. I think these pools were up there. And there were the ones that we called out, there were some that felt like, okay, there might have been some gaps, but again, it's within the whole scope. But it's based on specific assumptions that we were making coming in. So it's entirely possible that, I mean, it's just like any constructive format. Oh, this deck looks great. Let's play it. Oh, that deck's garbage. (laughs) So we're going to find out real quick um, whether the decision points and the various assumptions that we've been making as we comment on these, that they play out that way. Yeah, I mean, we, you, I mean, you and I both, I, I'm assuming we built our decks with those assumptions in mind. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I into it. yeah, I well, mean, with I, mine, I it started to veer away simply because, like we talked about when we were talking about my pool, is that, okay, well, I had to, I mean, I didn't have to, but I leaned heavy upgrade, and it ended up being, oh, well, I wanted these other things to ensure Ghost Shield makes an appearance and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if the things that are riding the pine would have been better. We'll find yeah, out. Fair. Um, fair. But I definitely did go in and as I was going in, and I think I commented a lot in the video of, I think this is how it will play out, but we're going to find out if it actually does. It could be if, for example, we misevaluated the blue pips that this top eight, with the exception of probably like the Roadbuster horrible thing and a few others, could be wildly different simply because oh well that blue deck that we may have dismissed ends up being playable or more playable than we thought i just don't think you, i don't think you can slant the deck one way or the other i think the only color for me that stood out at all times was black so by that by that assumption it's not that i think blues are bad they're just not going to do anything in my opinion well like, it depends it, on like i said how many bold effects you get because a right. normal combat like okay you flip pierce one who cares you know, like right. that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but if you get multiple lock on targets, you get multiple um, brass knuckles or mm-hmm. innate, you know, like the sky shadow plane, innate bold. These things are going to add up. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, I'm curious to see, and why I was saying a quote unquote blue deck in this is if your pool turned out that, yeah, you just opened a ton of blue pip cards, is that significant enough to blunt the attacks of? random crankcase i don't think you can get enough blues for that to matter but maybe yeah i don't i don't know that you can and then in the end if you do you're just going to take the same pierce damage you were going to take anyway it's like they attack for six and you defend three you took three 
like so like who cares like you 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 like if you defended four and they had pierce two it's the same amount of, it's the same amount of thing like i i feel like as i was building my pool and cutting things like handheld blaster my my assumption was yes can i i mean and this is even it was tough like because i had a cup so like i'm getting a free tough like to begin with similar to you yes. um um but the theory was just okay so i'll defend for four and my opponent's gonna attack for five it's the same amount of same amount of damage i'm gonna take like from the pierce one anyway right so, like, but if you it, did not but, have those blues it would have been a more significant chunk yeah i just don't think it's gonna be it's not significant enough where the redundancy is always is always going to be on the attack side yeah because the orange and blacks are both helping me deal damage uh That's whereas right. like the blues yeah. like blue green is I, not getting double defense or something yeah, yeah. And, and i guess the i guess the one thing for me anyway was like i literally had like even if, if you counted the handout blasters and a couple other cards like i had 28 or 29 playables so i had to make cuts yes um if if you if other people have a situation where like their cards just aren't good enough like i had for example i had to turn the tides and only cup like even my other titan master as quake like it's not an autobot head like so it's a bad bombing run for just cup cup like i'm not gonna run that like yeah you know, but, it seems a little sketchy yeah so i had two of those so like that's just two wasted slots for me so like that's my like if you have if you're stretching for playables i feel like you're gonna see more blues but if you have a plethora of playables i think you're gonna see less of them that makes any sense that does and i think the ones where it is like you said a plethora of playables a lot of them a lot of the things if if i ask a random person and say tell me a card you think is good and limited they're gonna say came in crash all right give me another card uh magnetic dysfunction ray oh that has a black pip all right give me another one uh fusion borer black pip uh etc and like you can see where this is going and i think that um i guess overall if you wanted specifically orange or blue, the list dries up relatively quickly as to card text that you want, uh, as opposed to I'm just going to have to play this because I want an orange pip kind of thing. Uh, whereas for the black pip cards, it's just like, all right, most of the ones you're thinking of have playable card text as well. So yeah, they, they would round out the bulk of the deck. But I don't think that the... And I agree with you. I don't think we're either of us are writing off blue pip cards, but I think they may end up having more of an impact because if you are reducing random Megatron attack to mm. three or whatever their pierce total is, that that's got to count as a win. I just think your ability to do that is going to be handicapped because the blue commons are scouting mission and walk on target and and helps. Well, yeah. Besides handheld oh. and um and uh, whatever it is, uh, brass knuckles. So like, I mean, brass knuckles is really good, but the other two are kind of. I, I guess you would play just you would play lock on target. But like, see, that's the problem is like, how many lock on targets you're gonna play? They're, they don't they don't even count as blue like ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, so it's uh, something that I had brought up for my pool. It, it's um, yeah. I mean, a bold four effect is really, it sounds really good and for me specifically because of the double improvised shield, but in general, like you said, it, it the blue and orange pips are just 
they're not there in mass quantities for you to be able to build something consistent. It's like, I'll bolt four and maybe hit two oranges, not get four oranges. I also think that I know the way I built my pool, and I think a lot of them are going to see is like there's a lot of blanks. Yes. Like there's a lot of single greens. There's a lot of like absolutely black greens. There's a lot of like literal like, blanks. <laughs> yeah, literally have yeah, literal blanks uh, because there's a blade flurry at common. There's supporting fire. There's mm-hmm. you know there's cards like sharp challenge. You're definitely going to play like triangulator. Like there's a lot of like single column matter projector. There's like, like a lot of single greens. Like so mm-hmm. I just feel like combat. You're going to struggle one side or the other, and I'd rather struggle defending than I would not doing enough damage. I would because I can't, I can't win doing no damage. Yes, I, I can and win they, it's just as likely that your opponent will brick on their attack in general. Right, like they, right. That's they a good may point. not. It may not happen. So if you whiff on defense and they whiff on offense, all right, no harm, no foul. If it's the other way around, you well, you're losing the game then. Right, right. That's my whole thing. Like you're you're gonna be you're gonna get behind too fast. Like because again, like chances are they're gonna do one to two with just Pierce. I'm curious to see how fast the format is. I mean, I think the decks we pointed out today are gonna speed. I think part of what yeah, some of these are going to turn people into paste. Um, (laughs) They're just gonna it's gonna be awful. Uh, But I in general, when you talk about the things that are outside this top ten, or you're talking about ones that are ranked close to each other in this top 10. It will be interesting to see how it plays out. So. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be a type of format where, like, I mean, similar to Constructed, like, mistakes are really going to cost you because they're just, you can't make up, the cards aren't good enough to make up for mistakes. Yes, that's absolutely so, true. I think we'll probably wind up having, we'll definitely have games that will be on the YouTube page after the fact, and we will probably have, stream games as well especially once we start getting into it more yeah i think the i mean hopefully we can get as many as possible but yeah i think it's going to be good for people to see the gameplay from this just as much as any constructed event so yeah i just think it's different i think it it, uh, should be fun absolutely well i think that'll do it for this episode folks hopefully a dive into limited is interesting for everybody i know it's something that we've we diverge or it is a divergence from what we typically talk about. Uh, so again, hopefully it was, everybody enjoyed this particular breakdown and we'll obviously revisit it as we go through the event. But as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and black lives matter. <laughs>